0: Welcome to Screen Talk and the Wires Weekly podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the executive editor and chief critic, joined as always by Ann Thompson, our editor at large. And Ann, I hate to disappoint you, but I still haven't seen Lion King. Oh so. my God.
1: I was going to get into you. a whole discussion about uh, the quote unquote uncanny valley, which is I the love talking thing about that. that makes me. Um, I have su- I have such a different uh, attitude toward what that is than some people do.
0: Um, well, there it a came up with this context. cats
1: thing, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, we should talk about it in the context of cats, not the big ones in Lion King, but the trailer that dropped because I just, I was just very amused by it. that. Would, that trailer was destined to break the internet for a little while, and the, I can't tell if it's good or bad for the movie. Honestly, you can't even tell if the movie's done really. But those effects are, are pretty disturbing.
1: <laughs> I mean, to
0: say the least. But I don't All know right. if that's Uncanny Valley or not.
1: All right. So when I was at CinemaCon, um, they showed some behind the scenes footage, and they kind of walked us into, in a way, what Cats was going to be. And I remember thinking, um, OK, they're showing us these wonderful dancers and these wonderful actors. And they've got uh, Judy Dench and Jennifer Hudson as Gruzabella and all this stuff. So, you you know, you're, you're 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 familiar with this extremely popular theatrical musical that's being made into uh, a movie. But you're reminded that it's it's one of the most theatrical musicals, you know, where you're creating this whole world, and they're in costumes, and they're jumping around like cats, and and it's T. S. Eliot and the poems and the music and all that stuff. And now they're putting it in a in a live action movie, where Tom Hooper's job, the guy who did Les Mis, which was, by the way, like the third or fourth most successful, uh, movie musical ever made globally, um uh the other one being Mama mia uh which he didn't direct um so, you know
0: quality doesn't always enter into the no now, it doesn't and on.
1: neither does film twitter film <laughs> twitter <laughs> well, what they did what they did is it was hilarious and entertaining and fun and i watched it all unfold with a great deal of of amusement but basically you have a bunch of film critics ragging on a trailer and it's not dissimilar to what happened with avatar back in the day no it's
0: not just critics so and it's not just it's, i think the distinction between cats and avatar is that cats st- avatar was like you didn't really know what you were going to get and with cats it's like well it's a movie musical it's an established musical so the the expectation is we're kind of seeing this movie maybe we're not but it, but I mean, in terms of like what You're kind not, of a movie it is, because I mean,
1: you you can see what kind of movie it is. But the point is, that's what I mean. That you, you, the point is, is that Tom Hooper's job, if he's any good at what he what he's doing, is to create a world that is not realistic, that has nothing to do with the natural world and and pull us into and he has to set the rules he has to pull us in he has to convince us that these are who these you know creatures are and and we have to buy it at the same time that we see judy dench and and i'm
0: laughing
1: i'm laughing because they all look ludicrous on the trailer they do i know
0: but maybe (laughs) but you know what you know what else is ludicrous the (laughs) musical cats Honestly, I mean, talk to musical theater it's junkies. It's not this my is favorite. Not, no, it's it's not. Yeah, and it's it not like this. Doesn't have weird, memorable music
1: except for memories.
0: Yeah, that which is of course why that trailer helped. Yeah, Helps the trailer in yeah, yeah. a way. You're worm, but uh, but I think that what's what's kind of in its favor there is that you're right. That, that Twitter is a bubble, not just critics, but just people in general can be snarky about this movie. But a musical like this doesn't necessarily have to be to play to that crowd to be commercially successful. And with a December release date. Of course there are people who are going to want to go see this movie even if it's a trash fire which it doesn't it probably won't be. It well, probably won't be a trash Tom
1: fire. Peter is is a clever guy
0: who has Yeah, I don't love his film. I know, but... I know,
1: but he's he's got a sense I find what I find fascinating about all of this is is that visual effects are the new uh, way, you know, this is nothing new. It's It's been true for a while. Back in the days when, when you had a movie like Twister, the whole point was to render that giant wave, by the way, in the trailer, more giant than it ever was in the movie itself. There were a lot of trailers that have... VFX moments that are used to sell the movie that aren't even in the, you know, finally aren't in the, in the movie. Um, And so, and so, you you know, you have Jurassic park or you have terminator, or you have these great, you know, moments in VFX history where audiences are shown something that they've never seen before. And so the, the point now in this universe of tent poles and getting people to show up in theaters when they don't want to anymore is is about events and cre- and and so people like Ang Lee and Martin Scorsese and and, and back uh, back in the day before he got burnt too much, um, Bob Zemeckis, you know they keep trying to find what is the new thing and I'm more um, I suspect that this is a more mainstream commercial enterprise. Uh, the one I'm worried about is Irishman. Gemini, those well, those are forget, much I mean, scarier.
0: Well, Gemini, man, it's it's not. I mean, Ang Lee's always trying interesting stuff. The frame rate that he did for the, his last film, you know, it's Billy Ling's like,
1: halftime,
0: yeah, arc, yeah, and it, it didn't really work. But he he just kind of keeps going, and it's like, well, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work with Scorsese. There's this aura of you know, it's sort of like it's a Scorsese film. He's got to deliver, and we don't even know when the film's coming out and all that kind of stuff. So it really is this open question of you know, with Irishmen, just how much finessing can they do to get it right? You know, something like Cats doesn't have to nail it. It just has to, you know, because it's inherently ridiculous. What they're doing with Irishmen. There's nothing
1: realistic about Cats. Yeah, Irishman's going to sell
0: you on it. It has to sell you on the illusion.
1: Yeah, it's just that that if you have this shot of this dancer with this enormous tail sprouting out of her butt, there's something, I'm a little concerned about the, the, the marketing the marketing of that the, the the way they made that trailer asked for 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 a reaction is my point that the, they, they could have been because yes. what you can do is freeze the images you can take them out of the trailer and that's that's dangerous and they probably well, and should remember, have thought about that
0: I remember with lion king just a few weeks ago we we're ta- we were talking about well why don't you see the animals talk in the thing here you you it feels kind of like they're they they're leaning into the kind of exuberance of all of this, you know. They want you to know, kind of that it is kind of silly. I mean, look at the scale of the cats jumping around on a dining room table or whatever. You know, they they want you to be cognizant of that, and they can lean into that. And you think about, uh, you know, what what musicals have. As in in our market that other movies don't have is that they can they can be ridiculous and you can be in the world of
1: that. yes you, again it's it's creating an immersive world which by the way i know you haven't seen it yet but john Favreau did create a, a, a world that you are immersed in in uh lion king and and, yeah, it's and called it, africa you can you can argue you can argue that there's no reason to do a sort of almost line for line remake of the original animated film. You can argue all sorts of things about how it's conservative or it doesn't take certain chances, but what they did do was amazing and they pulled it off and it works. And I think it will do very well over, over the weekend, you know, right. uh, and, and over the, uh, over the course of, of, of the summer, you know, it'll, it'll I've be big.
0: Mulling. So here's what I'm, I've been thinking about. I can't speak to the, the physics of the movie that watching, and I, I am, hopefully I'll see it this weekend, but I am thinking about, you know, when we say a movie like this will do well, you know They did a lot of research. They know what they're doing. They knew this movie was going to do well or they had a pretty strong inkling or else it wouldn't make, they wouldn't make it. Same with Aladdin. Same with this production on Little Mermaid. So my question is, is this because of how great the technology is or something involving the execution? Or is it more like it's just Lion King and they could have done it any number of different ways? And the box office probably would have been the same. I don't agree with that, that at point. all,
1: Eric. I mean, think about it well, for I haven't moment. seen it, so I can't... You have to think about it. it it's not... It, quote, unquote... All right, so... So, sorry. Disney has several different buckets of production. So there's animation, and then there's live action. And this is in the live action production bucket. But it is involving visual effects which are animation and this is part of what's so crazy about our world today it, it, from the academy side and from the point of view of film critics and people writing about these movies and appreciating them not you know necessarily recognizing that that most of the movies we see today are animated. <laughs> there are enormous numbers of people being brought into to the uh, you know animation branch and and the visual effects branch who, who are doing the same thing, you know, one or the other. And and it, and it, it's 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 most of those Marvel movies are animated. I mean, it's up to the director to figure it out. But this is the one where they've done every single thing. To create a live action experience is animated. They couldn't, you know, Babe was animated, right? So that's and a live awesome. action movie with with animated pigs, <laughs> and it's a great movie. You know, but it's a great
0: movie for other reasons. It, it, so. It's a
1: wonderful yeah. movie, but but again, you know, this is they decided to go for something very challenging, and they pulled it off. And I give but them all. Not, but that's not my question.
0: It. What i my question is that that's great that they pulled it up. But what I'm saying is would is that what is, could make the movie a commercial hit this weekend and beyond? Or or would Lion King, because of the brand of Lion King, is so like what basically what, what I'm no, thinking? Here's is, the thing I mean, is I if, I the point is,
1: is if they messed it up, it wouldn't work. They, they, they took a chance in, in, in Favreau being able to pull this off by making one little decision after another that does, like like the animation, sh- you haven't seen it yet, but the, the, the one of the criticisms of the movie is that lions are not very emotive. <laughs> yeah, you can't, animals in you general can't, are not. You can't just give them a smirk, you know? Right. You, you can't give them a frown. You can't do the things that you can do very freely with animation. So... So they Favreau apparently kept pushing them back and keeping them very naturalistic, and it was up to the voice actors to really deliver the subtleties and the and the. It was way more important for the voice actors to come through as a result of this, and and sometimes they don't. You'll see for yourself that some of the voice actors are flatter uh, than others. But anyway, there there are ways. So many ways this could have gone wrong. And he had to keep finding that that way of making it just believable enough that you're not pulled out of the movie and you're not. uh, uh, And that's what's for example, I went to see um, I finally over the Fourth of July weekend caught up with Justice League. This is another example where I was just so totally distracted by the mustache that had been taken off of.
0: Henry Cavill's face. Yeah, Yeah,
1: That's the kind of thing where I'm worried about the Irishman. I'm worried about a naturalistic, realistic, live-action movie where the digital effects have the the potential for pulling you out of the movie.
0: But in that case, it's actually, I mean, there's like a narrative reason for doing that. I'm just trying to understand, if you want to redo Lion King, you want to redo all this amazing IP you have in your library, to me it feels kind of like, it's become a, a, a technology question instead of a storytelling question. I mean, when I watched Aladdin, I felt like it was for so, so this weird kind of hybrid of, like, Guy Ritchie trying to do maybe a Bollywood movie. And I was thinking, well, you, you know Aladdin's going to make a lot of money. Why not just, like, hire the best Bollywood director and make a friggin' Bollywood Aladdin movie? Because those movies do well anyway, and that could be really cool. With Lion King, if it makes a ton of money... Hire the best African filmmakers. Do something outside the box. That's not just a technology conversation. Is basically what I, I, I sort of troubles me about these remakes. Well, let's it? see
1: what you it's, think right, when you see it. Let's, let's see. Um, I'm just saying I have
0: a philosophical question about the approach that's being taken. I mean, now we're hearing about Little Mermaid, and you know, all, the, all these different. At least movies. they're
1: making a big change in Little Mermaid. Thank God.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the, the casting of, of an African American actress, you know, that, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, like from. From a filmmaking standpoint, I'm, I'm, sort of, I, I'm curious about the logic behind how these projects are coming together, given that it's inevitable they will happen. There's actually an opportunity to try something a little outside the box if they're moneymakers, no matter what. But anyway, I will see it this weekend. The the other special effects movie that I think we should talk about is the trailer for Ad Astra, which... Um, That's you know, an interesting
1: case. You and I, um, I admire James Gray as a filmmaker who I consider to be um often it's like it's like the yards to me is a better movie than some of the films he made later that that he can be inconsistent he can be narratively flat he can be um he, he doesn't feel to me like a commercial filmmaker, never has. He's an art
0: filmmaker no, he, to me. He's an tour. The French love yes. him. He's been in camp yes. competition and all that yeah. stuff.
1: So. so this, and I loved uh, Two Lovers. I thought that was a great movie. And, and uh, you know, I, 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 I'm a fan. I think he has great skills. But I was being skeptical about Ad Astra until I saw this trailer, which made me more interested. It's a very strong trailer.
0: And you know, I don't want to name names, but I've heard people have seen it. The buzz seems to be pretty positive. Gray is—I'll tell you this. I mean, you look at movies, even that—that that are some of those movies that lost maybe lost city of Z work. was too flat. Well, but the Lost City of Z has some really impressive sequences and scale and a feel for it an old. Might have been the actor. Kind of it may have been but,
1: that Charlie then, Hunnam is one of my least favorite movie stars and then he's but so then glad. think
0: about but think about oh, it's a really gorgeous 35 millimeter adventure film and then he does something like we own the night which whatever that's you know, a good it, movie but, but it also has a, a great uh rain based action sequence and the rain Brilliant. in that movie was cgi so I, he's taken some really interesting technological swings as but a then film that like other there.
1: one with Marion cotillard and jeremy renner was awful
0: he, I, I'm not saying that he's a perfect filmmaker, but I think what's there's the name a lot of it? Central here.
1: What's the name uh, of the one?
0: Uh, the uh, the you are talking about the, uh, the can
1: one, the can one with Marion Cotillard, period, Statue of Liberty, immigrants.
0: Oh, the immigrant.
1: Thank you. Got there. <laughs> no,
0: the immigrant was an interesting movie. It was kind of trying to do like an Elia Kazan type of you know, throwback drama. It, it, it wasn't terrible. It was just, you know. No, it was, always,
1: the, the mise-en-scene is alone. always quite beautiful. I mean, he's very good with photography. I, it's always his pacing that I get into trouble with. Yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know. that could still plague movie.
1: him on Ad Astra. We don't yeah. know what the pacing, but Brad Pitt looks great. It looks like yeah. a very strong story. Um, I can't wait to see it.
0: I, I mean, and again, I, I have to acknowledge, I usually don't look at trailers. But this one, because of the way people were responding to it and because of my interest in the product, I was really curious to see how it's being positioned. You know, it's a, it's a sci-fi movie. Could it be a Gravity-style crossover? It's really hard to tell. I mean, Grey, if Grey is on the awards campaign trail, the movie's that kind of movie, it'll be a challenge because, you know, he is not, he's, he's like this kind of neurotic New Yorker type as opposed to, you know, say a Quaron type so he, he may may have to sell himself to people in Well, don't that, get
1: you know, a don't go jumping through hoops on the well, awards it. it's, it's got it's got it first of all i think it is um, rumor has it that it will show in venice and and hey we as we talked last week we're coming upon that period of time where a number of reveals are starting to come through now toronto went with a low budget documentary about the band which i'm excited about so robbie robertson is canadian so that's their that's their opening night we'll see if yeah it picks that up
0: you know it was a, a challenge for toronto for years because it they had to show festival always had to show canadian films for years that was their rule and then when they got rid of that rule it freed them up to do things like say looper on opening night and then you also had the opening night curse that lingered with something like um, Outlaw King last year, which everybody's forgotten about. So, maybe think, this is like a crowd pleaser I
1: think they have Canadian, uh, Canadian movie as fallback uh, position right. and they also have to pick something that'll play for the local opening night audience the usual drill and then the next one that came up was the um, London Film Festival opener which is the personal history of David Copperfield from um, Armando Iannucci um, you know we, we love him he's hilarious probably uh,
0: awesome I you mean, he never made anything that I haven't found friggin' hilarious. So, so the
1: question there is, why is this movie still available? I mean, you know, maybe were, it's
0: kind of goofy and a hard sell or something. I mean, Dev the title not,
1: as David Copperfield could be one answer.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Although I mean, he did it,
1: well in Lion, he did well in Slumdog. Um,
0: I mean, fingers crossed this is a very funny movie, but maybe it's sort of slight in spite of the material or something. I mean, it was sort of... With, with Death of Stalin, I, I had no idea what to expect, and it was so gratifying that even in the context of a, of a period movie, he could still do his kind of goofy, uh, vulgar, you know, comedy of errors thing. So who well, it was knows, maybe it's Dickens.
1: It's a recognizable yeah. title. Maybe it's, it's too
0: difficult or something. We'll see. Maybe okay. I mean, maybe, it's just like, I don't know.
1: Anyway, maybe people haven't seen it yet because it's a European premiere, so it's going to be playing at other festivals first, whether it's and Venice or it, Telluride or, or, or Toronto. And it or has New a York. good
0: platform in London, so we'll we'll see what that means. That's the latest
1: one. That's the one after the the fall festivals.
0: Right. Right. So we also got the And then there's Venice, there.
1: Venice. Well, right. Venice
0: so so yeah, we got the Venice opening night. So Venice is is Coriatus the Truth, which we were wondering why that wasn't at Cannes. We don't know if it wasn't ready. It sounds like that maybe This have is been a
1: perfect case. Venice opener, but at the yeah. same time a smaller indie film, even though it has English language and major French stars, it has Ethan Hawke and and, and Catherine Deneuve and, and Marion Cotillard and everything, but it isn't um, a big Hollywood movie. They've been doing things like A Star Is Born in recent years. Yeah, I,
0: I mean it's probably pretty good. He Coriata is a a pretty it's fantastic IFC filmmaker. Already, yeah, yeah. And I think you know a cast like this, Ethan Hawke, Julie Binoche, Binoche, Catherine Deneuve. Oh, it's not I mean, Marion
1: Cotillard. It's Juliet Binoche.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. But but it's um but it's a story. It's a re. I mean, these actors don't mess around, you know. And Corey Aida is is a is a fascinating, very. Understated kind of director um, is you know I, I don't think we sh- I think we should manage expectations and not expect some le- something next level but it but it can't wait exciting. to see it yeah,
1: cannot wait to see it
0: it's just nice to start having a template for the fall to have these opening night films and then to start to speculate about what else we're gonna get because pretty soon we're gonna get the lineups. well
1: New York broken. opening night now becomes the most crucial one that's the one where we might see. Netflix get in there with the Back, or, which is, which I'm hearing very good things about. It's sort of his romantic comedy, Woody Allen divorce movie, um, you know, with, with uh, Adam Driver. And, Kramer Johan, Kramer. and yeah. I, I think okay. it could be, and Laura Dern is one of the lawyers. I think it could be great. I can't
0: wait. So that would be a very obvious kind of New York Film Festival thing. And then the Irishman rem- remains this open question. We shall obviously. see. If it so. makes it, it
1: makes it there. Uh, I I don't think it's going to, but we sh- we shall see. Um, and then and I'm also hearing, by the way, that the Greta Gerwig movie um, Little Women, because it's coming out in December, it's just unlikely that it's going to hit the fall festivals. Maybe but there have been some trailers
0: in mean, it. People have. I mean it's it's not that it's not done or something. No, it's I mean, a I question just, of marketing yeah. And, and yeah. yeah.
1: You know, maybe they want it to be in New York. Maybe that serves their purposes, but we shall see.
0: Well, the sense of the little woman that I'm getting is is that it's it's good. You know, she's a she's a really talented filmmaker and the materials is obviously you, you kinda know what you're getting with this, but it doesn't necessarily Great cast. Need the, yeah, but it doesn't need the festival platform if they can get it if they can kind of do stuff outside of that. It'll make noise in its own kind of way, and that I, seems. To I'm be. sure that's
1: true. I'm I'm absolutely sure that's true. Um, so that's what we're waiting for on that front. Um, meanwhile, it is a political universe as um, one after the other of the Democratic candidates have been showing up in Hollywood, and uh, there was a story in the LA Times about how Jeffrey Katzenberg and a lot of the other um, people who back these Democratic candidates are. Are hedging their bets. They're 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 supporting all uh, more than one or two or three. In Katzenberg's case, he he has given money to fourteen Democratic That's candidates. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> and like, he's hosted a Biden thing, and he's hosted a, a, a Kamala Harris thing. Everybody's he, everybody, terrified. They're, they're terrified. terrified what to do they're they're not terrified? What they're do? Yes, they're terrified. What they're doing is they're 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 putting all their money. In, and they will back whoever ends up winning.
0: yeah I mean I will too. I mean we need to we we need to get rid of the, the lunatic in the, in the office and his positioning for re-election is, is still pretty strong because he has an advantage in the electoral college so this needs to be a landslide kind of a victory or we have to lean into that possibility as much as we can and unfortunately with such a busy field it's really hard to see what that potentiality is. So good to to divide and conquer with your money right now, Hollywood. I think the open question is whether or not Hollywood is baggage or not, when you have candidates that really need to appeal to working class or to, to at least make it clear, like Elizabeth Warren is very smartly, that the economy is an important thing that people want to see discussed and scrutinized, even if it seems to be doing okay, because it's not great for the lower class. And the lower classes don't, feel like Hollywood represents them, speaks to them. So this is always a challenge. It's going to have to be sort of talked through. And I'll be curious to see, you know, in the fall, as the election season starts to heat up, I mean, next year will be even more intense, obviously, because who even wants to talk about the start of Oscar season when you have the election a month away or two months away. But in this case, it's like, we're still we're going to be in the thick of the the primary race as we're talking about all these movies and it doesn't seem like any of these movies are going to be super political except maybe something like The Report or whatever but The Report but, is
1: super political although it is set in the past and that's another yeah. Adam Driver vehicle along with one for um Annette Benning. Yeah um, but we don't
0: have like the, you know this year's The Post or something I mean maybe the the Soderberg movie that's another
1: one. Uh, they're that, both. They're the both Pentagon political.
0: Story. Yeah. yeah. So that. So maybe there'll be some conversation. The laundromat. There.
1: The one yeah. that. The one that that I finally caught up with. Thank God. I was so upset with myself after after Can. I was chasing around after Quentin Tarantino, and I I didn't see Parasite. Um, at Cannes so I finally saw it and I of course I loved it it is extraordinary but one of the reasons it's so extraordinary is that not only does it have masterful mise-en-scene incredible production design cinematography acting writing um, and it's funny and entertaining and comedic and dramatic and surprising and unpredictable but it's also about something it's it's about the whole issue of the, the, the crazy wealth that uh, are, surrounds all of us. And most of us are in a position of looking at it, knowing we'll never have it. Um, and that's what this movie uh, shows us right up close. It's, it's so all brilliant. About the money.
0: It's all about the money. So next week we'll uh, have... Anyway, the, Parasite's uh, going
1: to do very well
0: one hopes commercially
1: yeah. and for neon and also it's an awesome the academy movie. yes now, yeah, it will be see. one of the, it could be the one to beat for for best for uh, international film but it also could pick up a few others the way uh, cold war did yeah you know, something along the lines of that
0: so, so next week we will have some festival lineups to to scrutinize beyond all this opening night stuff so we can really get into the weeds with this and that'll be exciting and if there's time And I can figure it out. I'll let you know what I think about Lion King. But until then, have a great weekend. You
1: too, Eric. Bye-bye.